0: Hi, I'm Daniel Coburn. And I'm Caleb Forzio. Welcome to 20% Time, where two coworkers discuss one programming topic every week for more than 20 minutes. what's up what's up D cole oh you know you know i don't even know don't you i do know i'm glad you know yeah we're uh we're back in uh back in the saddle back from Laracon, doing our normal things yeah you've got a you got a big project launching on monday for work uh big client project Truth. so uh we've we've managed to squeeze in a quick, quick slicier afternoon to to bang out a podcast real quick, but then you got got to get back to uh gotta get back pushing to prod on a Friday, which is something I've heard is always advisable.
1: <laughs> yep, only push on Fridays. Only that way, push.
0: if something goes wrong, you don't have to deal with it for three days. Yep, <laughs> that's how that
1: works. Yep, it's great. <laughs> yeah, we're actually not pushing today.
0: Yeah, that would be wise. That's why I figured you were launching on Monday yeah, instead of launching you today. Know, <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah, but it's good times. It's good times over here. This is it's like a, a long time coming on this project and mm. and you know, it's the last ten
0: percent that takes ninety percent of the work. Mm. So would you would you say it's the last twenty percent of the time? What? No, it's, it's our podcast is called seven percent Time, and you're just talking about 10%, so <laughs> it just felt disrespectful to me, honestly, uh, from being honest.
1: If I'm being honest. Da-da.
0: I would expect that everyone here on this podcast would be honest. Yeah. Let's it's <laughs> <that seems> fair. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point otherwise? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. You, I You've um, been doing some stuff there. I've been working on the... Uh, I think we can talk about this. Uh on uh, I don't know if we can. Can we? Yeah. You sure Matt tweeted the domain name. Oh okay. Matt tweeted the domain name during Laracon. Okay. Although the domain name has changed, so I'm not gonna tell you what the new one is called. But uh we're we're working on a uh sort of a directory of packages that are plugins and extensions for Laravel Nova. Um and it's pretty exciting, pretty fun. I'm doing a lot of sort of Caleb Porzio-esque uh, passing of props into view components. Oh yeah. Which I was already doing. The thing, the thing that the the real Caleb Porzio innovation is the window dot reload. That is, you've been using that's. It? No, I haven't. But <laughs> uh, that's the that's the bridge too far.
1: That's right. That's that's the point in the talk where that's everybody goes, where like,
0: "Oh, I disagree with that." Yeah, that's the point where it's like. Do you want to get real? Yeah, right. Are you really (laughs) committed to this way of life? Like, do you want to be a monk? Yeah. Because window.location.reload.
1: Becomes a good option.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So I haven't done that yet, but we'll see. I kind of have a feeling Matt's going to make me do it, though, because Matt has been been playing the role of, like, uh, the wizened old blade lover. Yeah, yeah. And I've been playing the role of... uh, I'm gonna make components out of all of this. Stop me. Yeah. <laughs> um, view components. That is. View components. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked React components, but we were basing it on another code base. The actually the uh, Jigsaw, the Built with Jigsaw, yep. Code base. Uh, basically, we like copied and pasted that code base and our are... Is Built with Jigsaw built with Jigsaw? Uh, it's gotta no. be right. It's built with Laravel. I think. Oh really? Yeah. It'd be smart if it was. That Yeah would and then be... it could list itself recursively. Ooh. 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 <laughs> it's like uh wine is not an emulator.
1: Yeah, right. Yep. Or uh Yep, that's the only one.
0: Yeah, good reference.
1: Wine. Yeah, I remember that. I had a dual Ooh. boot. Dual booted into some uh some Ubuntu, got wine, I'm like, oh it's gonna be great. No, terrible. It's not great. Nev it never has worked for anything ever.
0: Well, no, there's some people who it works for everything, and those people post about it in forums. Right, yeah. (laughs) Oh. Uh, But, yeah, um, okay, here's a a conversation we can have real quick. Yeah. Um, So, more composition stuff. Uh, There is a thing in the Laravel docs that I had not seen before. Mm-hmm. called eloquent api resources okay um or json resources something like that okay but basically what it is is uh remember fractal yeah remember back when Dan, fractal, just, just the,
1: so you don't embarrass yourself here <laughs> did uh-huh. you
0: did you watch tj's talk you skipped tj's talk right this oh that's before. i was outside for tj's talk oh. did tj just talk all about this
1: we should have put our heads together beforehand tj's listening to this right now and he's he's like come on man i was outside for
0: tj's talk
1: oh yeah he yeah he um yeah i forget about that covered this i forget about the 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 resource objects just because i'm not really using i'm not doing an api but it's basically fractal right yeah it's just uh not as um you know
0: giant and and annoying as fractal and, and, useful. and useful if you're not building an api which is my case
1: uh real quick i've had these shorts for like two years that i'm wearing and mm-hmm. i just pulled off the little like tag plastic thing <laughs> the little like plastic tea <laughs> yeah this is this has been on. it's like discolored and everything it's not clear plastic anymore wow yeah so i just want to let you know mm. that anyway mm-hmm. go on why is it not is it useful or something
0: one of the things I used to use Fractal for a lot, yeah, was when I was passing things into views, yeah, right. Like if I was going to pass a um, package variable down from my controller into my view, yeah, um, to be used in Blade, I would pass like a Fractal item, mm-hmm. some Fractal items and collections, right. Mm-hmm. So I would just pass like a Fractal item or collection down into the view, okay, um, and it was super nice. And uh, I was looking at the the JSON things. And I was like, why can't I just pass these down into my views? Okay. And it turns out that you basically can, but like the API isn't really built for it. Okay. Um, but you can like manually call a couple of methods, but you have to pass the request in, and before you know it, it starts to look kind of ugly. Yep. Um. So I basically just was like, well, if there's if we can have JSON resources, why can't we just have other resources? Yeah. Just, uh, so I just generic I just made transform, a, transformation. I just made like objects. a little a little cute transformer and it has like an abstract transformer. It accepts either a model or a collection. Um and if it's a collection, then it sort of like maps through the collection and recursively calls itself on the items in that collection. Oh, ah, interesting. Uh, and then uh, there's like a two-array method and if it uh, if you define the two array method on the child class, then you, that's where you do all your transform, transforming. Yeah. And if you don't define that two array method, then you just uh, it just calls two array on the model, right? Which gives you whatever it attributes. was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's co- it's a cool little generic thing. So you yep. can define a specific one if you don't want the the fields that are on your model, or you can define like a uh, you can just use the abstract one if you want to. it was was just a cool little exercise i thought yeah i dig that
1: that's that is that is that's nice i like anytime i've really needed fractal i think i've only ever actually pulled it in once and i haven't used it in a long time but anytime i've needed it i've resisted it and done something similar to what you're describing but it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like whatever i did was as nice as what what you did that sounds really nice and simple
0: i love fractal i just didn't want to install a package i was just in that place where i was like "Mm, no like I don't want to manage that package, and like there's so many different like things. That if Fractal I recall, I'm not in do. love with the
1: API with Fractal. Is that a good yeah. recollection? Yeah,
0: You have to new some stuff up. Like it's not fun.
1: <sighs> Get the new shivers.
0: Yeah, I, I built a uh, one of those like named named constructors, like a static named constructor. Yeah. So just uh, package resource colon colon from. And then you pass in either a collection of packages or a single package.
1: Huh. Package? Just... hmm pa- Oh, right. Package as a as a domain term. I see.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the name of the model. I see. Nice. So yeah, it could be user resource or cool. You know.
1: Um yeah. Some sometimes I've I've done things like add a for view method right on the model. Like if it's like package, just be like
0: I've thought about that as well. Foreview. I've
1: I've done I've do a lot of those types of little But
0: then how do you what do you do with a collection of them, you know?
1: Uh I mean you could you could put the four view on the model collection, you know, you could make Ooh. make a eloquent collection for that model, you know, and then have mm. it automatically like go to that collection. Mm. Could happen, could work. Yours is fine too. I don't think there's there's a win either way. It
0: it would be a win if this was built into core though. Then it would be a win. Uh, if what what you did? No, no. no. If eloquent collections had a four view, yeah, model or uh, if eloquent collections had a four view method. Yeah. Um.
1: Uh, just to be clear, I, I meant four v u vue O-V-U-E. Not that v i e w wouldn't be cool too, but I've never done yeah. that. Yeah. I that feels weird to me. See, that feels like ooh, but four v u e yeah. is like oh,
0: <laughs> that's funny. Interesting. I know. Weird, right? It is weird. That is weird. Because the VUE is a VIEW. I know.
1: It's just something about it. I don't know what it is.
0: Hmm. I don't know.
1: Like, there's not already a good place for that sort of thing. I
0: don't but know. But, like, what if what if the Eloquent Collection had that method, right? Yeah. And then model had that method. Yep. And, and by default, on model, it just arrayed. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly
1: know? what your package does. And then on the,
0: on the collection, all it did was just like loop through loop and through call through the it, two like, arrays, yeah i like that
1: yeah yeah it's uh
0: let's come up with a better name for it than for view
1: um,
0: what are you doing i mean Test. it's not
1: for view you're using it as something to prepare for view but it's just a generic transformer mm-hmm. it's just like a stand standard output like yeah 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 I, I think the answer would probably be to just make those resources a little nicer so they're not so tied to the response. I assume that's what you're saying is they're tied yeah. to the request in some way and mm-hmm. you'd rather them just be kind of popo ish things. Like yeah, you could just optionally like... just use them. You know, I was thinking the similar thing about the validator today. Like I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever used Laravel's validator outside of request validation. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jesse shoot. Uh, he put, I don't know if you saw his tweet, he tweeted out um, basically just like a question. he's like, uh, I'm totally gonna misrepresent this, but he he's creating like a just a normal class and he wants it, like some sort of value object. Like you have a, a class with a bunch of properties and he's like, do you put getters and setters for every single one? Do you pass them all through the constructor? and if you pass them all through the constructor, how do you validate the input coming in? So I've had do, I've done that a bunch of times like that sort of thing. So I was like reading this and it's not, not in my current life, but in another application circumstance where it's not so monolithy, I end up coming across this some, for some reason I haven't like really thought deeply about it, but where, Mm -hmm. when you need, yeah, like you have data coming in usually when it's coming in from other places, but whatever, you need to do some validation on the data. And he's like, well, how do you do that? And I've done like, like crude validation inside of the constructor or normalization logic. Sure. But like, why not just boot up a little validator if it needs a request, like do some spoofing, like create some new, you know, you could do something like that, but then it's like, well, okay, if it fails, now we're getting
0: awkward. Yeah.
1: You could still do validator fails. Like you could validator, validator make, uh, and then you could just call the like fails method. You don't have to, you don't have to do with the automatic redirection stuff, you know, and then you could just throw, throw an exception. If it failed, that would be fun because the validator is super powerful.
0: Okay, see this is interesting. So my thought is more like why don't we pull out all of the internals of the validator that actually does the the rule checking? Uh-huh. And uh like put that somewhere else and then rename the validator like request validator. Interesting. Yeah. Like if I'm like designing Laravel, you know what I'm right,
1: saying? Right, if right. Yeah, I would think that most people wouldn't be using the request validator for other things. So it would be like, you know, I, I just I hate more or, words. So I would rather like just rule, keep
0: it rule check or something like that. Like, what if you had like a rule checker? object? Uh, that I know that's like, like, a raw, you have and a validator? like I put an ER on the name <laughs> on the end of a thing that does the thing. But, you know, like if you had an object that only checked rules and then the validator depended on that then you could just like pull out the engine of the validator and use it for your thing.
1: Right. Or raw validator or something like that. Yeah. Um, Or just, yeah. If they're, if the validator API was flexible enough to like, if you don't pass in a request, you can just pass in, you know, data optionally and a third callback for the error state or something. I don't know. That would be fun. But Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was cool. Like that's totally an option, right? There's mm-hmm. not like you could totally create a validator. You can do whatever you want. use it it's inside of a thing. You got to love programming. Just do whatever. Just do whatever. <laughs> um, that's yeah. awesome. So that that's cool. That your whatever you were saying reminded me. Yeah. of that.
0: Of that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like stop tying everything to the request. Yeah, seriously, Taylor. Cuz I don't always want to deal with the request. Sometimes I just want to like make some object you know do do thing to it do thing to it do you request arrow
1: user or auth arrow user i auth user yeah i don't know i've seen requests like uh, sometimes i'm like i don't know it's it feels like it's coming from a place rather than out of thin air
0: but under the hood auth user just uses the request right
1: uh, you know, I it must right. I saw actually. You know what? Another TJ. I think I saw it in TJ's slide request user. And I thought, oh, because he's working with an API, he's probably working with stateless authentication, and so he must have to use request user because he gets it from. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, but I guess you'd probably used... you'd get a auth would, auth would still give that to you, right?
0: Yeah, even if you do like bearer token auth or right. something like yeah. you still you still can do auth user yeah okay well so i think someone no someone at Laracon did like kind of snidely comment about using auth user in your in your code i oh, forget did, who it was really <laughs> i think it was adam um maybe uh, i'm just gonna lay that one at adam's feet um <laughs> but i don't care use it yeah, i you... love when people use uh i don't like the facades but i love the little helper methods just like auth parens arrow user parens yeah so cute you know what's way better than
1: auth arrow user what drumroll please uh just user the user helper. does that work <laughs> no you, did uh, you that wasn't that i'm sure we've talked about that on here before i i went hard on the user helper like two or three projects ago and matt uh-huh. matt was like Matt kinda gave me Oh, we did talk about this some crap about it and I was like I I'm gonna fight for this one. And I had mm-hmm. it in the helpers method and I he let me use it throughout the whole app. I PR'd it to Laravel and it got denied. Oh, uh-huh. I wonder why. It's been denied a million times. It's one of those ones.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yep. We'll what's go?
0: their justification for denying it? I don't know.
1: N- no you know what's funny? This it's at funny at when time. Right. Yeah, yeah yeah no plans yeah, we, we have no plans <laughs> i love when the reason for denying something is just that it's been denied a bunch of times you know yep yep that's always a bummer you're like okay, well that's the thing with the, shouldn't, the isn't that the reason
0: for accepting it you know no, or so for explaining or like is, giving the reason it. me and all of my uh flat earth friends are not accepted in society is that you know just because people have been telling us for centuries that the world isn't actually flat like they just think that like the reason the world's not flat is just because they say it's not flat, you know. But we all know, and we go to our convention where we talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, flat, flat Earth con. Yeah, there's eighteen. A... I'm giving the keynote. Flatter con. <laughs> flatter con. You're giving the, the we, keynote at we, flat we Earth Flatter Earth con. We flatter each other. <laughs> yeah, flat Earth con. <sighs> yeah. So is Galileo?
1: Who, who's the? Who's the? Non- yeah, Galileo. Yeah, he's, he, a he's a heretic. He's like the OG.
0: He, mm. He's the villain in this story. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So do you, you hate him? Here's what I here's what I hate. What I hate is arrogance. Mm. And Galileo, one of the most arrogant men I've ever met. Wow. That's a strong <laughs> statement. Well, I met him. for, for that's a, guy who a pretty met... strong statement as well.
1: <laughs> for a guy who met Galileo. <laughs> uh... Uh, Mr. Galilei? <laughs> mm. okay galileo oh, galileo <laughs> <laughs> so uh. decole what's up um i got a couple little nuggets i love them um let me just throw them out there oh they, well here's one this is kind of soft you you follow the oatmeal mm-hmm. comic
0: i don't follow it but i know of
1: it okay matthew inman he's the oatmeal he's super funny and i've followed him forever and he's great and whatever yep he does a 5k run in Seattle I think and he calls it beating the blurch or beat the blurch. So I've I don't follow this whole thing. I'm I'm kind of I should have done more homework, but he does these comics where there's like the blurch and the blurch is like all the laziness inside of you and it's chasing you and you're running from it. Um so it's beat beat the blurch and this like 5k and the blurch is this disgusting gross like creature thing sure. and and so uh anyway. And so he 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 kind of like talks he has like these comics about his own experience being like somebody who was out of shape and tries to maintain health and all the struggles with it and how inside he's just like this disgusting blurch figure but you know anyway every time you encounter something in a project like the the weight of the project is on your shoulders right like you're carrying it all in the backpack because you wrote it all so you like you've internalized it all and it's heavy right
0: you are your code that's the message of our podcast
1: yeah so I, feel, you know, you feel like you're walking around with this backpack of all your code on, and somebody wants you to change something, or, or you're, you're like, you have a hard time letting yourself, your mind go free with like features and user. That's why, like, like I think I'm a way better designer when I'm not developing because I'm not, I don't have the developer mind, and all that I mean by that is that I'm not carrying around the weight of every feature and change. Well, and it's hope.
0: it's the history and the plan, right? Okay. It's both the the weight. The weight you're referring to, to yeah. me, in my experience, it's like I have a history and I've made decisions already that I'm kind of married to. Oh, for sure. And those decisions are married to a plan of code I haven't yet written. And what you're asking me to change is going to change that plan, which is dependent on that history, which now makes everything kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I think that's a part of it for sure that's yeah
0: that's like that's what i mean that's like the when i get like reactive and defensive when i get like a change request yeah like that's almost always what it is is like oh no fear 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 because the future is based on the past and if you invalidate my future that invalidates my past and then what have i even been doing here so i see that um i think like it have
1: you ever reacted negatively to a feature just because you know it's going to be a lot of work yeah like work that you don't want to do yeah like there's that too like there's there's a whole there's levels of this of things in this backpack like Mm -hmm. or of backpacks yeah yeah definitely there's the big um, old backpack big old backpack so anyway so i'm sort of at this and we're about to launch this thing and there's so many parts of it that like if somebody somebody complimented the the ui and i like i couldn't receive the compliment because in my head i'm like oh no like don't don't you know like i'm scared because i know all the little nooks and crannies that are wrong with it but i have to get all the stuff out like i have no time to go through exhaustively and make it perfect and a lot of the things you can't make perfect like some of them are just they're Good they're enough. they're the end of a decision and you'd have to change the root of that decision which would take you know it could take for it could you could mean rewriting the whole app you know what i'm saying Yep. So anyway, it's this weight that you carry around. And I think when I get below the weight, when I really feel the weight, I think that's that's a bad place to be. And I recognize myself getting to that place in applications. It ebbs and flows where I feel on top of it and then
0: when I feel under it. And go ahead. May I metaphor? Please. A project is put a small snowball in your hand okay. rolling down a hill, right? And it it picks up steam and it gathers and it becomes very heavy you have a choice you can carry that snowball upon your back and it's a heavy weight it's mostly water yeah or right. you can stand atop the snowball like a man in lederhosen and ride it like a log in a river <laughs> pedaling backwards all the while wow that's deep Cole. that's very deep so when you carry it on your shoulders it doesn't get bigger Ooh, that's true. I guess you could like wrap yourself in the snowball and roll with it. There you go. To protect the outside from acquiring yeah. new snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't acquire <it. laughs>
1: So uh
0: Yeah. So that, that's So someone com- complimented your UI and you like weren't even there for the compliment though.
1: Yeah, and that and that's not the moral of the story necessarily. The moral of the story is that Like I think if somebody looked closely and I think it's close to being, it's not that way in my head. You know, I think if they knew everything I knew, they wouldn't think that they don't know everything I know. And I, you you know, I, I guess I don't know what I'm necessarily saying. I just, at the moment I felt like, man, there's so many little spots and nooks and crannies in the code base, in the UI front end, back end database, everything. So many little nooks and crannies that make it far from perfect that, uh that i just sort of carry around with me and so and i felt like oh this is like the blurch. this is like matthew inman's the blurch. like it's this thing that you're kind of running from and you can defeat it um but nobody's going to give you the time to just say okay go forth and clean up every mistake in the application and take you know a month to do it like that's just never going to happen Right. so it's like except what, for that
0: one project you had that one time except for that, that one time where that, that's actually whole, what happened
1: and it's actually a uh, lot worse than you'd think like it's not all uh, it's cracked up to be you don't uh, want to be in that spot yeah it's weird no just <laughs> finding stuff to do like this literally can't be more
0: perfect yeah, there's it's nothing so good. i can do guys it's so good <laughs> um here's a here's a thing so perfectionism and accepting compliments as like two married concepts I think they're very related um let's talk about rocket league again okay two episodes in a row the thing i like about rocket league is that it is a game where the skill cap is insanely high okay you can be so good at this game and i will never be that good okay right
1: that's fascinating to me as somebody who's never played it and has only seen like a screenshot
0: there is a continuum of how good you can be at Rocket League from, like, driving around trying to hit the ball mm-hmm. to, like, just insanity. Complete insanity. Like, people figured out that any time – so you have, like, a jump and then a double jump in Rocket League. Okay. And uh, you have, like, a certain amount of time to use that double jump or it goes away. So, like, you jump and then you've got two seconds while you're in the air to use your double jump or yeah. else it goes away. Um, well, people found out that any time your four wheels – Touch anything, you get your jump back, and so people now in Rocket League are hitting the ball up, going up, touching their four wheels to the bottom of the ball to reset the jump, and then using that to like hit it like a third or fourth time. Oh wow, it's really insane! Like the mechanical skill of this game, it it can be be really really high. So I play Rocket League with this guy named Luke, who's way better at it than I am, and that's like what makes me get better because I'm playing like people at his level, and it kills me. Um yesterday I made a good goal in Rocket League. He had made six good goals that game. I had made the one good goal okay. that game. And he goes, "Yeah, nice goal." And I I was like, "Yeah, I was super lucky. Like I didn't even know that was going to happen." But I did know it was going to happen. And I tried to do it and I made it happen. Right. But I could not have someone who I respected at this skill cap is, like, way higher than mine and who's, like, invested more time in being this good, I couldn't accept a compliment there because, to me, and I think it's a it's a factor of arrogance. I actually thought about this for a while after it happened. Hmm. I was like, I think it's a factor of arrogance because I can't, to accept, like, a good goal right now takes me off of my grind of saying, I'm not good enough, I need to get better at this game Hmm, interesting you know yeah and like if i can like accept a compliment here and now in this mediocre state that i'm in right you know yeah then then i'm never gonna get any better you know (laughs) and I, i think there's something weird about like this like psychological game we play with ourselves where like we have to say that it's never good enough so that we can stay hungry and stay driven yeah i don't know
1: yeah i think i think you're totally onto something uh I don't think the the point of everything I was saying, the um, the couldn't receive the compliment shouldn't be made the central focus. Uh, no, I, 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 know, would, I, I would I would say, but
0: that's the thing that interested me, right? Because of where I'm at, right? And a lot <laughs> with of times, and
1: well, I'm fully open to the uh, emotional dugout, but I don't think in this case that that's exactly like the point of of the story. But do you want to reframe that doesn't the matter? Point? The the thing that matters, I mean. In response to what you're saying i that's really funny and i think that's really well put and and even in this case it still does apply yeah not receiving a compliment is like well yeah i'll just not receive it and i'll keep moving forward
0: yeah Yeah. like and you can just kind of like neatly evade a compliment as they come in too like if you're good at it (laughs) sure
1: if if i truly lived in the compliment i would i would be forcing myself to feel something that i don't know if i want to feel you know yeah like this, proud of this thing. yeah because i don't like that's i am proud of things if i was like perpetually incapable of being proud of something then yeah. i would say this is a problem
0: but i can't be proud of this app yet because i still have to work on it for a while and if i get proud of it now <laughs> then what? what's going to drive me to work on it for the next couple of weeks or whatever you know
1: yeah it's tough and in, in this case like you're right but I, I still i mean i can't just be proud of something that's just not that good You know, Mm -hmm. it is good. I'm actually proud of it in many ways, but there's some small ways that,
0: um, that, you know, uh, I know, I know I'm, listen, I'm all over this train. This is me. This is me to a T. I think where we go from this crux is different because I go to like, yeah. Huh. And you go to like, fix it all, fix it all, fix it all, fix it all, you know? Like i get depressed and you get motivated when when you reach the <laughs> point where you're like well i guess this is like as good as it's ever gonna get you know? know yeah that's anyway. funny i don't know yeah
1: that is funny that's definitely something there yeah, we, we should start a second podcast where we um you know we like give each other uh i, I don't know what do we, we do just coach each other we just coach each other and and like really open up about all the deepest deep well uh. what the thing okay i'll stop on that train um, so the thing about the blurch, I think that's something that every programmer can relate to in some way, shape or form and what they mm-hmm. do with it is different and how they're under it and what they feel about it is different. But any project that I've been on and actively developed for like six months or more, I don't even think I'm at six months with this, but for a, a good while, you know, you start to feel the weight, and you carry it around with you and it can damage you in a lot of ways, not damage you like in permanent ways. Okay. Forget the word damage. It can taint you or halter you from being. From making good decisions, like a fresh, and I've I've thought of this before. Last project I was on, I came to this pretty hard. I was like, man, like when I came into this existing application, I had a different helmet on. Like I was doing things that were, ah, I thought more clearly in some senses. And then I remember seeing that transition until me being so involved in the process and under the weight of the thing, that you just kill tickets. Yeah, you're just yeah, you're this like ticket kill monkey and you you can't really pull your head out of the weeds because everything you do is so hard
0: that you know mm-hmm. things are so hard. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons that like we are useful to people, right? Is that one of the most useful things that Titan provides you is like is a fresh pair of eyes. We're good at programming, but we don't work at your company. Yeah. <laughs> you know. For sure. So like we're seeing this for the first time. That's a hu-
1: honestly know? there's something to that. Like having that is a case you could make a case i think i think this dynamic is powerful enough you could make a case for developer rotating you know like if every like everybody which is a scary thing for me because i'm like oh but i really love being in the space and knowing every nook Mm -hmm. and cranny um but yeah i mean when you know if you if you took me off and you put you on you would you would see things and you would you know do something about them where i understand the length of the to-do Trello card list. You know, I know what, mm-hmm. what we have to do. And, uh, so anyway, yeah, Th- that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I think there's something there. Um, so, there so my, my there. challenge to myself is how can I develop ways to get out from under this while still being the developer on this, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So to be and continued. I do you think
0: there is a, uh, Switch that I am able to flip somewhere around two or three weeks left on a long engagement. Oh. Where I'm able to switch into, like, completion mode. Yeah. And I don't know how that happens, but it's like I find another gear, and all of a sudden I'm able to, like, just crank. It's the nature of
1: procrastination.
0: I th- Well, I think the big thing about it is, like, I don't want to be... I don't want to be embarrassed by the final product. Oh,
1: when you're, yeah, right. When you're leaving you know the project, saying? you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. for sure. I, I did like, the exact same thing at the last client, which,
0: yeah. Yeah, you're just like, ooh, like someone else is going to have to maintain this code. Yep. Like whatever, like all of those little baby bugs that I know about or like those like weird edge cases or like that, I don't like the API of this thing. Yeah, or like all, all of a sudden they become like, important you know and urgent because like oh man i'm gonna leave this project and if i don't fix this now it may never get fixed yeah like someone else may like like who knows this code might live for 15 years if i don't if i don't fix this right now Mm -hmm. this is how this is on my mind goes it's like i've seen code at this company that existed for 15 years like we all know it happens code sticks around for a really long time if i don't like fix this api one of my little nieces or nephews is going to grow up and become a programmer and is going to go work at a company and is going to inherit this code and be like what fool what fool allowed this to happen who didn't clean this up in the last two weeks before they left the project and it's going to be like get blame daniel culvert and they'll call me and be like uncle daniel you fool why did you do this
1: i trusted you
0: yeah so i'm with you
1: there that's really funny because i've totally been there i get that like when you're about to leave you're like oh i better make every i better like you make know. everything great yeah. <laughs> totally it's like cleaning up before like relatives come
0: yeah, yeah yeah exactly
1: so i have like a couple tiny little things a couple hit me. tiny little like technical things hit me hit me css inline style css inline styles is that what it's called yes uh, yeah
0: I like style equals attributes or no uh, sorry
1: i'm reading off a class name you're not inside my head did you see my tweet about that about like uh laravel emails and how they use the css to inline styles thing no okay sweet all right i got i, I have you fresh so i had to do some email work and As one does the last time, this is crazy that it's been this long, but the last time I've done emails, I don't know. It's been a while. And the last time I did emails, it was before mailables, before Markdown mailables, you know, like when it was just the mailer and the email template I made, you know, it had to be this gross table inline styles stuff. And I'm like, well, it's easier to just make this on um, MailChimp and just export the template. But then I hooked up with the Mandrill API and did that whole thing. Right. So it's been a while. So for this, this project, we're getting close to lunch, and we needed the emails to not be the stock. So I've been using stock markdown mailables. Well, I right. shouldn't say that. I've been using notifications. Have you seen that, like mail, yes. mailable awesome. notifications? Uh-huh. They're phenomenal because I started so out using mailables, and then I was like, wait a minute. If I just use notific- notifications, the to mail function for notifications, you can use mm-hmm. that fluent line action greeting syntax, which mm-hmm. is so dope, and you don't have to manage mm-hmm. any. Dot blade Anything. templates at yeah. all
0: it's just like fill out these stuff. oh
1: it's so damn good and it's just in a notification and then you can fake the notification um yeah, thing super in your test oh it's so so unbelievably good i adore it uh-huh.
0: i've done this recently
1: so i needed to change the template like you do which is not as easy as you'd, you'd want it to be so you can do vendor publish the notification template but what you get is like this kind of markdown blade template like there's no dom in the template it's just like at is sets and at section and at component and stuff like that so what you really have to do is vendor publish all the mail templates which is like two directories of tons of files you're nodding Mm -hmm. like you've seen this you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so you get all this stuff and it's very very difficult to reason about it's very annoying to reason about
0: quick side note yeah reason about i've heard it before but at laricon i heard it so many times and now it's oh, in yeah? my head that's okay that's such, such a good phrase keep going
1: though. yeah it is a good phrase i don't know how long i've been using it or not but uh so difficult to reason about right like annoying like there's magic that happens like you you, you see at component syntax but it like magically auto looks for like blade files named a certain way so you just kind of try things and see if they work. And anyway, excruciatingly annoying. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, so mm-hmm. and, and then you get a if you publish your theme, your notifications theme, you get access to a .css file, a default .css file. Okay. Yes. And this is all the CSS for the stock Markdown mailable. Following, so I'm like, all right, well, I want to change this CSS. So how do I... So I change the CSS. Then I inspect. I'm like, well, what if I replace this with like my stock CSS file, whatever. Anyway, I inspect the uh, in the console and I look in network and there's no CSS file being loaded. I'm like, what the
0: heck? So they're just inlining the CSS. So I
1: see this the CSS inline in the tags and I'm like in the source and I'm like, what? No. What? How is this there? And then I'm looking at the source and I'm looking at my blade files and I'm going something's wrong but i so i changed like a class name and the class name changes and the inline styles styles change i'm like there is some machine inside laravel that is magically doing this on the fly with no build yes. step it's yes. it's happening somewhere it's this in Blake, is right? so yeah. cool
0: yeah of course uh because you, you need it to be inlined
1: yeah yeah for email templates you're, yeah, you're yeah. acting like this is an obvious feature i mean it's not
0: an obvious feature but it, and it is cool um, but I would kind of expect it. Really, you know, what this hasn't existed like... before.
1: This exists nowhere but the Markdown file, like, and it's not even a stock Laravel thing. It's like a. It's
0: not a stock Laravel thing.
1: Well, it is. Sorry, they pull. He pulled in a package to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I don't know. It just seems like the type of magic I've come to expect from this. From this framework
1: maybe yeah maybe
0: i don't know it just seems like oh yeah like of course like
1: i think you need to be more impressed by this i'm gonna be straight up about it
0: okay no, no, no. <laughs> i'm impressed i'm impressed you know and i think it's cute yeah not
1: cute amazing have have you you you've built templates before and you've, you've had to do this work i've yourself. been pairing with people recently okay and
0: i keep telling them the things they're doing are cute and they seem to get a little insulted when i say it but i like mean like oh that's cute you know i like it it's a good it's like a clever and aesthetically pleasing solution you've come up with there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's... That's what
0: I mean by cute. I, I think it's
1: cute. I think it's crazy awesome.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> like, having, having done these templates myself and going, crap, I need the styles inline. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do that myself. I'm not going to be able to just mm-hmm. write the CSS myself because I'm not going to sit there and inline every style for every tag. So I'm going to have to download mm-hmm. some template and fiddle with stuff all day, like, mm-hmm. which I've done and this mm-hmm. kills that. So what this allows you to do? So then mm-hmm. my brain goes, "Wait a minute." So I could take this CSS file. I could make my own default.scss file and add it to my mix process, my Laravel mix, and have mix generate default output css default.css. Instead of default.css css being the thing that I'm writing the CSS in, make it the end of a build step, you know? Yeah. So then I could use sass. So now I'm using sass and I'm going, I'm using sass and it's in the Tailwind pipe like process i could include tailwind in my fee- in my email templates so i just put at tailwind preflight and at tailwind utilities and components and everything uh-huh then all of a sudden i can at- apply all the tailwind stuff and because Ooh. it's included i can use the tailwind classes in my mail template and they get automatically style inlined without me having to include the entire tailwind file at output because nothing gets included but what needs to be inlined huh. so i'm like i'm using tailwind dude this is like 500 iq
0: tailwinding
1: right i'm like there is there are layers of magic here there are layers cool. of amazing things see, now i'm
0: now i'm more impressed okay that's very cool <laughs> thank you that very impressive you. and maybe i just didn't see the full potential yeah it's to me i was whack. like oh yeah like you're there someone's requiring a css file Like, I get it. No, you're not requiring
1: a CSS file. Just so you know, the CSS Uh to inline, like, you know this, right? But what I was referring to is it goes through all the selectors, finds the DOM elements, and uses
0: the style attribute for each element. Okay, no, I didn't know what you were talking about.
1: Okay is that so wait. more than cute you
0: know what i'm talking about
1: yeah we on so the same how does page? it do
0: it how does it do it
1: it's magic it goes through like symphony's dom thing and does magic it parses so it actually crawls the dom. it actually crawls the dom it's freaking nuts
0: weird crazy
1: i know it doesn't support some things and there's like weird like you can do a weird like not syntax that excludes it from it excludes certain styles from it you can't do pseudo selectors stuff like that
0: is it purge css is it the thing that no it's not purge css no
1: purge css just finds unused css and kills the unused css this this literally this this is this it's is like one class you say new css to inline styles or whatever and then you do arrow convert you pass in raw html as a first parameter and the second parameter you pass in raw css those two things and it merges them and it puts all the css styles as inline styles for each element on the page is that crazy do i have you are you with me
0: not i'm not i thought it was different than it was oh okay are we back to the cute wait what is it explain it again
1: (laughs) you pass through html okay Uh so you have let's say you have uh you have uh, a div with let's say you got bootstrap you have like mm-hmm. div dot panel group whatever div panel, okay? Yeah. You had, you just pass that in, nothing more. There's no mm-hmm. links to any styles or anything.
0: Oh, I get what it does. Okay. And so it goes, finds that div and adds a style attribute to that div. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That is. Very it, cool. it
1: sees the CSS that comes Sorry. in and it goes. Yeah. There's a panel group selector. I'll take all the styles that are in the dot panel group selector and I'll apply it to the div that has the class of dot panel.
0: Group. Yeah. No, I misapprehended that. That's very cool. Sweet. Cool.
1: All right, I think you need to compensate for your lack of enthusiasm by being more enthusiastic now. Woohoo!
0: First. That's a rad bad egad. Uh, oh, thank you. That was satisfying. Good one. So, uh, that was very cool, though.
1: Can I take it one level up? Yes, please. You got a second? Uh huh. So, I have to generate a PDF download now as another feature. And I'm like, oh crap! Like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, I'm sure there's some package that you can just generate a PDF for download. But how does it work? Whatever. So you pass DOM into this PDF thing. You can load a Blade view, or you right. But you're not actually like connecting to the internet. You're just it, you're just passing in again HTML into some engine that renders it somehow, and then puts it into a PDF. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's cool. But I'm like, all right, so to design this thing, I want to get tailwind and all that stuff in there. So what I do is just in my controller, okay, so step back a step. In your controller, you know how you return view? Mm-hmm. So you know how you could do the old way, like the facade way would be view facade colon colon make. Mm-hmm. And then you would pass in the the name of the view, right? Sure. And you could do that. Return view colon colon make, right? And you could do that. If you you have view make if you tack on a, a render method, then it actually renders the view and spits out HTML. Mm-hmm. So I always think that's a good reminder because you feel like there's some weirdness with the views and everything, but really you can just view make pass in a blade view and then arrow render and you get a string of HTML which is awesome. Sure. Right. So what I did was I just did that view make arrow render and and popped open my like CSS inline styles class that's already included with Laravel. So I did new CSS inline styles, passed through my PDF email template as the first parameter, but do view, make, render. And then the second one was file, get contents, my my apps app.css file, like the whole apps app.css file that then merges. like So now I don't have to manage any CSS file. I'm just using the CSS of my application. So mm-hmm. if I change like the primary color, the PDF primary color will change as well, which Ooh. is so nice. And it's inline styled. So it's not including oh. any style sheet. Uh-huh. And then you generate the PDF, and and you're on with it. So,
0: What are you using to generate the PDF? Dom, uh,
1: Dom PDF.
0: Huh. A wrapper cool. for
1: Dom PDF made by Barry. Oh, I forget
0: his name. He's oh, the VDH. guy. Yeah, he's the yeah. Uh, So he's many, the many guy. good packages. So many. Yeah, he's I've a heavy used, hitter. I've used many of those packages.
1: Yeah, he's got the top, like, there's two. Two of his packages are in top 10 Laravel packages included.
0: Very sick.
1: Yeah what is so yeah recently i don't know there's debug bar and then there's the other one another one that i don't remember but yeah he's got a bunch he's got a bunch of rappers too which is nice so there you go that's that's uh those are my quick little my quick fun techie things cool cool podcast i just said techie
0: you mm. (laughs) thanks mom um that's cool uh shout out real quick uh i think uh andy swick is going to be Editing this podcast, uh, so thanks, Andy. Uh, sh- Andy just like offered at Ilaricon, uh, and we were like, "Yeah, why not?" We're both busy today, um, and so we're gonna see how it goes. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be like a thing that we do forever. I don't want to like outsource all of my twenty percent time work, uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah, thank you for doing it. Yep. And thank it'll you, probably Andy. sound way better than when I edit it because I'm like a monkey with paws. <laughs> um, and Save. Andy is a uh, an experienced podcast editor So I bet it'll sound great So if we sound super good It's not my fault <laughs> uh, Good podcast
1: Yeah, good times yeah. So cool Okay, bud
0: Okay, I'm gonna go make some coffee I got sleepy right towards the end there Yeah, I saw I think I it was the... I was trying to envision so many uh, So many different dom elements in my head Hmm. Mm.
1: Dreaming of of Dom.
0: You dream of the Dom. You get sleepy the on Dom. Friday afternoon.
1: The Dom. Chichu. Big weekend.
0: You doing anything cool this weekend? We never talk about our weekends on the podcast.
1: Uh, am I doing anything cool, or did I do anything cool?
0: Well, which one no. did you ask? Are you going to?
1: Oh, am I going to? Uh, no, uh, I'm doing family familyy things. You know, nice. I got I got uh, some people to see. Yeah, but actually, I'm working on a secret project. yeah i haven't told anyone about who's not just like my wife and mom and stuff um yeah
0: yeah that's very fun
1: yep it's pretty sweet i'm actually really excited about it i did i didn't tell you anything more than that though yeah but Mm. i am super excited about it it might not happen because any side project might not happen so i'm not that is
0: the thing with side projects isn't it
1: yeah they're really tough and i told myself like this one's going to happen and i wrote down it has to be done by monday and then all the stuff came up and so it's not going to be done by monday and i'm like well i blew that i already blew the whole thing this is how side projects work it's over discipline december uh, that's how that's that's
0: how it happens you write a couple of things down you don't do them once and then it's over i don't care anymore discipline
1: december (laughs) so yeah so that that's what i i would love to be working on that i'm pretty excited about cool Um, yeah what about you
0: Um, not much. My, uh, Charlotte's mother is in town, uh, and is helping us with a lot of logistical things regarding our, our upcoming wedding. Um, there's probably a a thousand dried flowers in my living room. Nice. Um, that are being arranged in various ways. Um, I don't know, not much, just hanging out. Hopefully it dries out. It's been raining a lot recently. Hmm. and i could use like a nice dry day and go ride my bike oh yeah uh so yeah
1: i don't know that's all word
0: sweet beans sweetest beans
1: this uh this project i'm working on you know anytime you start a new project like how how are you gonna do it and Uh so far i'm going full design before any code so we'll see about that i'm shedding any like rules and rituals and just doing what makes me want to do the thing most
0: not even any rituals (laughs)
1: <laughs> not even any rituals <laughs> uh so i'm using figma
0: i don't know what that is
1: oh man figma is so good i've heard so, about it though yeah so there's sketch you know uh-huh. so illustrator oh vector design that. illustrator this is the browser-based one yeah so uh-huh. illustrator is illustrator and i've learned you know you learn illustrator and then sketch when i found sketch was like oh my gosh this is everything i hate about illustrator is here um so yeah figma is similar to sketch in how like nice and easy and clean it is but yeah it's all in the browser and it's the first browser application i've used that feels really good Hmm. i kind of can't believe how good it feels that's cool yeah like it's a full design
0: it's a pwa
1: presumably something i don't know a progressive web app something there's definitely some crazy stuff going on because do you know about WebAssembly? Uh yeah, I mean I don't know anything about it, but yeah I know of it. I watched a really cool like talk on it on
0: my lunch break the other day. I went to some the people West
1: think the... it's like the thing, right? Like it's yeah. like gonna change everything, and it's like
0: yeah, yeah. Well, the goal is that so quickest pitch, and then we're done with this podcast. Okay. Um. So JavaScript is the only language in browsers. Okay. Um. And so then everyone's like try. There's been a lot of attempts so like Google made Dart. And uh, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of attempts to be like, why, why don't we have any other languages and browsers? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so WebAssembly is basically an assembly language for browsers uh, because one of the things that's happened is that JavaScript has become a compilation target for other languages. So people compile other languages to JavaScript. So there's like ClojureScript and TypeScript and even like, You know, there's all the, like, Babel stuff for, like, new JavaScript features that aren't in JavaScript. Everything's just getting compiled to JavaScript. Transpiled, right? Transpiled, compiled, you know, know. both of those things. Yeah, right. Um, But JavaScript isn't a good compilation target um, because it's just not for computer science reasons I don't fully understand. Okay. But one of the ones I do understand is that, like, it has long names for things, (laughs) um, which just makes the JavaScript bigger than it needs to be. Huh. You know? And since it's not supposed to be human readable anyway, like why are we using this language that was designed to be human readable and was designed to be written by humans um, as the huh. compilation target, Yeah, you know? Right. And so WebAssembly is basically like, let's make assembly language, you know? Like a really like low level, not supposed to be read by humans, just supposed to be... Oh, and like one of the reasons is like, uh, there is... So browsers actually parse your JavaScript... Uh, before they run it, okay, um, to see if there's like optimizations they can make. Oh, and that whole like parsing and optimization thing is actually like a huge percentage of your like time to interactive, hmm. right? And so what WebAssembly does is in the compilation process they actually do all of that optimization for you. Hmm. Um, so the browser doesn't have to do it, uh, which you know can be like twenty percent of your time to interactive. Interesting. Um, so anyway, the goal is at the end of the day people will be writing languages or writing compilers for languages that you can basically write for the web in any language uh, and compile it to WebAssembly. And
1: nope. then
0: you're only using WebAssembly in browsers. It's in most modern browsers now really? in some way, but like, you know, it's Does like... Does it have any performance like with
1: advantages with... like outside of saving that? That twenty percent thing, like, is there?
0: Uh, so
1: he, is there like can, is, the guy can you who get gave to the some talk metal that you can't with JavaScript that allows you to do things like graphics uh, and other things nicer? Or? So
0: the guy who gave the talk actually, uh, yeah. So with graphics stuff, there is some really cool stuff where like you can like transcode like OpenGL to WebGL, right? Really nice. Like, there's a bunch of cool stuff like that. Huh. But the guy who actually gave the talk did some some of his own benchmarking, and like. For, like, big things, like, looping through giant arrays and stuff, it's basically the same speed. He was able to get it a little bit faster okay, um, by, like, tweaking some performance stuff. But, basically, it's the same speed. The main advantages are, like, uh, you don't have to do all that optimization stuff in the browser. And it's easier to write compilers to this right. than it is to write compilers to JavaScript. And so people will be more likely to write compilers. And because it's not human-readable, like there's not even any reason to try and write it, you know? And so it like really frees up your mind to be like, oh, I could write anything and just compile it to this. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a compilation Not just something
1: that resembles JavaScript. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't it? That is interesting.
0: Wouldn't it be cool to be like writing, you know... PHP? (laughs) Yeah, well, that would be crazy. But I was thinking like, you know, like Elixir or something. Yeah. Uh huh. And just is running in the browser.
1: That is crazy. You
0: that's know, and wildness. like, I guess Elm is like, you know, already transpiling to JavaScript. But really? Yeah. Well, that's what Elm is, right?
1: Oh, Elm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Elm is just like a functional language right. that transpiles to JavaScript. Totally. Um, But yeah, it's just super cool. The idea that like people don't have to, I think the reason there's so few of those is that people have to compile to JavaScript and it's hard and weird. Yep. Anyway. Sweet. Thoughts. Good nugs. Good nug there, D. Cole. Mm-hmm. Good luck with your dead flowers. Uh, Thanks. We're supposed to cover them so they don't get dusty. Hmm. Good luck with your family things and secret projects. Thanks, bud. you yeah, All right. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.